activated faith. Unactivated faith. Shall we turn our Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 from the King James. So the Bible said that, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and is a reward of them that diligently seek him. And we have another version, the message or NLT. the message Bible says it's impossible to please God apart from faith and why because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him amen so you keep that scripture in mind let's turn our Bibles also to Romans chapter 14 verses 23b Romans 14 The last part says that if, okay, for whatsoever, and he that doubted, damned if he eat because he eateth. For whatsoever is out of faith, it's not of faith, it's sin. So other versions say that anything that you do out of faith is sin. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 38. Hebrews 10, 38. But anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust. If he cuts around, I won't be happy. Can we read the King James of that one? Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. This is God talking. So God is just, from the scriptures you have read, without faith, there's basically nothing you can do with God without having faith in God. Let's read Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 4. Behold, his soul is lifted up. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Amen. You know, sometimes when you come to church and if you have been in church for even two years, there are certain concepts or certain messages you definitely hear and one of the things you always hear being preached about being sung about being dramatized you know about whatever ministered to you is faith and sometimes when you keep on you hear the word of faith or you hear a message about faith for a while you tend to think that you have faith so there's no point in um, hearing that word again but you see anyone who does, who does education will tell you that Repetition is very essential for learning. Repetition is very essential for learning. So if you go to, if you go to the preschool where the children are, you realize that from the crash to the nursery, they are all basically learning the same thing. They are learning how to say ABC. They are learning colors. Just that they are learning it in a different way, and they are building upon it. If you do certain courses, if you do physics, you do science, you will do the laws of motion till you do your PhD. But at every point, there are certain things that will be added to the foundation that you have in that way. And that's the same with faith. At every point in our life, 
God will always give us something to add to the faith that we already have. Will give us something to stir up the faith that we already have. That's why the Bible said in Hebrews 5 from 12 to 14, talks about giving you the word as milk and giving you the word as meat. So I be skillful in the word of righteousness. It means that there are levels of reception of the word and there are levels of things that you must always hear and understand as part of our work with God. Amen. So we are going to talk about activated faith today. Not just faith, but we are continuing the series on activated faith. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. And this scripture will give you a good description of what it means to activate your faith. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. Can you change this, um, to the message? We received the same promises as those people in the wilderness. But the promises didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promises with faith. So what the scripture is trying to describe is that faith is not passive. Faith is engaging. Faith is intentional. Faith is conscious. So to live a life of an activated faith, it demands that as a believer, you are conscious with that word. So the Bible is saying that the same people receive the same word. They heard the same scripture. They received the same promises. But others didn't mix it or receive it with faith. So it didn't bear fruit in their lives. So you can be a Christian for so number of years. But then the faith element in your life can be lost. Every Christian has the base, the basic faith. Because when you give your life to Christ, it's a show of faith. But that faith must be built upon, and that faith must be lived upon. That faith must be activated. Amen. So faith is described as a spiritual substance that commits God to you. It commits God to your life. It commits God to everything about you. Faith is described as a spiritual substance that commits God to you as a person. It commits God to your life, your finances, your marriage, your career, everything that concerns your life. Faith commits God to that. Now, there are two things you must understand. We can commit things to God. And it's different when God is committed to you and the things of your life. Basically, everybody through prayer, we commit things to God. You commit your life to God. You commit your day to God. When you wake up, you try to commit your day to God. The food you eat, the water you drink, on the way, all that. You are committing it to God. But faith is a spiritual substance that will commit God onto your life. And commit God onto a particular situation. So when we say activated faith, we are not just committing certain things to God. But you are also committing God to the thing. And it's two different things. As a basic Christian, we always daily commit things to God. But when you live a life of activated faith, you commit God to certain things in your life. In Hebrews 11, chapter 6, the Bible said that without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
It means that if you do not live a life of activated faith, there's no way you can drive God into your affairs. Amen. And let's turn our Bibles to the book of Daniel. We are going to read long scriptures from the book of Daniel. And those, with those scriptures, we are going to describe what it means to activate your faith. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 to 26. And we are going to read all. Some of us, apart from this reading, you may not read the Bible again. So, we're reading everything. Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 to 26. In the book of Nazar, the king made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then the book of Nazar, the king, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which the book of Nazar, the king, has set up. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto dedication, unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flutes they have, the sackbat, sultry, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth not shall the same hour be cast into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Therefore at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbat, sultry, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, the languages, fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet flute, hapsack, basultry, and dosima, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth that, and worshipeth that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then the book of Nazar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Now I want you to pay attention from this part. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my God, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornered flute, sharp, harp, sackback, sultry, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. 
I've made well. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast into the same hour, into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. And take note of this scripture. But if not, it means that if they are not delivered from the fire, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spake and commanded that they should hit the furnace one seven times more than it, would, than it was. It won't be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselor, Did we not cast three men into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no head, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then the book of Isaac came near to the mouth of the burning fairy furnace, and spake, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth, come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire. Amen. So we'll read another long one, Daniel chapter 6. Verse 1 to 28. So it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that, 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 that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. It means when you're working around the king, there should be no damage. But that's a different... Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful... Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against Daniel, except we find him against him, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king 
and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whatsoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it, that it be not changed according to the law of Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. As thou dost sign the decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall he cast into the den of lions. The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of Medes Persians, which altered not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regarded not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition, that maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. These men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed night, the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel, and the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt? Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den and no manner of hurt 
was found upon him because he believed in his God. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them with their children and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, and ever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, languages, that dwell in order, peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivered and rescued, he worked signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, he had delivered Daniel from the power of lions. This is my last verse. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Amen. Now these two long passages, um, they are two classic examples of activated faith. Now, if you, if you in Daniel chapter 3, there are two things the Hebrew boy said that our God is able to deliver us from the, the den of lions. And the second thing, now, the show of activated faith is what I've seen in that verse, Daniel 3, 18. Can you go to Daniel chapter 3, verses 18? This is where they showed the activated faith. They said, but if not, be, not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. It means that what they are trying to say is that even if God doesn't deliver them out of the fire, they will still not serve the gods. That is the show of activated faith. I told you that faith is described as a spiritual substance that will commit God onto your situation. Which that's different from you committing your situation onto God. Job said that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's activated faith. So everything that happened in the life of Job is seen as faith, strong faith in God. I'm just going to give you about five things about activated faith from the scriptures you've read from Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. The first thing is that activated faith is built. Activated faith is built. Faith is built over time. You do not wake up one day and all of a sudden you are infused with faith. One of the things that mistakes that many Christians make is to assume they have faith. And based on that assumption, they try many things. And you see, when you assume you have faith, that's where all the frustration begins. Because you begin to be, that assumed faith you are carrying will not be working and you'll just be frustrated. Amen. But activated faith is built. If you check Daniel chapter 6, the king, even before Daniel was put in the den, he went and told Daniel that he knows that his God would deliver him. It means that Daniel had exhibited a certain kind of character that everybody could see that 
this guy has built his faith. For the king to even fast, the Bible said the king could not sleep. And he woke up the next morning and went straight to the den to see if Daniel was there. Now, when the people were trying to set up Daniel, they looked for so many things, but the only thing they could find was to attack Daniel in his faith. It means that Daniel has showed a certain kind of life of building his faith. Faith is built, and everything that is built is built over time. Amen. You do not assume, for example, as I've preached to you today, uh, your faith will be stirred up. Amen. But it doesn't end after the stirring up today. Activated faith is built over time. The three Hebrew boys said that the God which we serve, it means that they have proof of building their faith by serving God, by being obedient to God, staying in prayer, reading the Bible, meditating, practicing it. There are many ways that we build our faith. But never assume that faith just comes into you one time to stir up. And after that day, it means you are the Kenneth Hagan of our time. So, Charlie, faith is built. Even for the words that the Hebrew boys said, for them to actually say that God will deliver us, but if he doesn't deliver us, we will still not bow down to you was a revelation of faith. And you can only make such words when you have built it over time. The Bible said when David was faced with Goliath, Saul tried to give him an armor and everything. But you see, David said that he doesn't want to wear the armor. It's not because the armor is good, because for naturally for every fighter, you need to wear the armor, take a sword, take a spear. If you even read the book of Samuel, first Samuel, second Samuel, you realize that in, as David grew, David stopped using the sling and the stones. And David was using the sword and the spear. Right? So it doesn't mean that he did not like the sword and the spear. But over time, David had built his skill using the sling and the stones. So when it came to the time that mattered, it is the skill that he had built that delivered him. In the same way with activated faith, when it comes to a time that matters, it's the faith that you have built that will deliver you. Amen. It's not the faith that you have had. It's the faith that you have built. So the first thing is that activated faith is built. And you never make an assumption of faith. You consciously build it. Amen. The second thing about activated faith is that Activated faith will be tested. And when it's tested, it will provoke fear in you. Amen. So when the book called the three Hebrew boys, he actually asked them again that I have heard that you do not want to bow down. And he gave them the opportunity to bow down one more time. And they still didn't. The faith that you profess you have will always be tested. And the testing of your faith will always provoke a certain element of fear in you. The third thing about activated faith is that it puts you in supernatural command for the manifestation of the miracle of God. 
Activator faith puts you in supernatural command for the manifestation of a miracle of God. The Hebrew boys were able to make that bold declaration because of activated faith. Daniel was able to comfortably go into the den. The Bible said that the Bible doesn't record Daniel number one trying to move the stone. It doesn't record that Daniel was shouting. It doesn't record that Daniel was resisting his arrest. But when you walk in activated faith, you have a certain supernatural command for the manifestation of a miracle of God. The other thing about activated faith is that it brings deliverance. Activated faith brings deliverance. And the last thing is that activated faith commits God's presence in your favor. Activated faith commits God's presence in your favor. Faith is not only about receiving from God, but faith is also about the person and the presence of God. Abraham walked with God by faith. As believers, we must also walk with God by faith. When you live a life of activated faith, it commits God's presence into your favor. That's why Moses always needed the presence of God in his work with the Israelites. Anytime Moses met God, he asked God for his presence. And he said that if the presence of God is not with him, he's not going. Amen. We're going to read these last two scriptures. Nahum chapter 1 verse 5. Nahum 1 5. The mountains quake at him and the hills melt. The earth is bent at his presence. Yea, the world and all that dwell therein. I change the version. Mountains quake in their roots. Hills dissolve into mud flats. Earth shakes in fear of God. The whole world in a panic. Acts chapter 27, verse 21 to 5. Acts 27, 21 to 5. And this is Paul speaking. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Says, ye should have hearkened unto me and not lose from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore says, be of good cheer, for I believe that it shall be even as it was told unto me. The last thing I said was that faith, activated faith commits God's presence in our favor. Paul was able to commit the presence of God that was going with him to meet Caesar such that he was able to carry everybody on that ship with him even though there was a storm. If you reach further, the ship actually, there was a shipwreck, but everybody was kept alive. Amen. Most of the times we see faith as a receiving mechanism from God. Some of us, we only apply our faith when there's a crisis. You only apply your faith when you need something from God. But in working with God, 
and in committing God's presence for your favor, you need faith. Hallelujah. Shall we rise onto our feet? We're just going to pray for about two minutes. We are going to pray that Moses said that if the presence of God does not go with me, I will not go. You want to lift up your voice and you want to pray. You want to pray that the presence of God will always go with you. You want to pray that the presence of God will always dawn over your spirit. You want to pray that the presence of God will always be committed in your favor. You want to pray that you can make declarations like Paul. You can make declarations like the Hebrew boys. You can make declarations like Daniel. And God will honor your words because of activated faith. Just lift up your voice and begin the prayer. Labro Shatapalabahai. May the activated faith of God, Rabado Shandalaba, bring God's presence into your favor. Release God's presence into your favor in the name of Jesus. You want to lift up your voice and pray. That's as God's presence was with Moses. May the presence of God be with us. May God show up in our life. May our faith be activated. May we engage God on the level of faith. May we engage God on the realm of faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Shall we please take our seats?